Hi, welcome to Getting It Together. I'm your host, Erin Heidelberger, the OG Git Mom. What is Git Mom? It's a philosophy, a way of life, and a national movement, if I do say so myself, that's helping moms everywhere get it together. G-I-T. Get it? I'm a certified parent coach and the founder of Get Mom. I empower moms to feel in control in this totally out of control experience we call motherhood. I want to welcome you to a whole new way of thinking about parenting. The secret formula to creating a happy family is, wait for it, to put yourself front and center. Get Mom is the only coaching company in the country focusing on mom's happiness rather than her kids. I give moms simple one, two, three steps to parent more effectively and efficiently. The end goal is always to carve out happy mommy time for you because happy, confident, independent moms raise well-adjusted, self-assured, and happy children. Every podcast, I'll be inviting my guests to talk about how they get off Mommy Island, how they put the me in mommy, and what they do to get it together. My dream for this podcast is to be the answer to your parenting woes. So let's get into it. Nina Westbrook is more than just her name. In high school, she established herself as a top basketball prospect and chose to attend UCLA with now husband, NBA superstar, Russell Westbrook. After graduating with a master's in psychology, she moved to become a marriage and family therapist. Nina has ventured into entrepreneurship too, opening a children's store and launching a clothing line. She balances all of this while being a mom of three under almost three, like crazy pants. How does she do it all? And what has her experience been like so far? Well, she is here to tell us. Welcome to the podcast, Nina. Thank you. It's so good to be here. I'm really excited. Me too. All right. So Let's kick off with what everyone is talking about right now, coronavirus. So, right, how has this impacted your family? Has the virus made your job as a mom harder? And how are you dealing with everything? Just like everyone else, I feel like it's had an extreme impact on what our daily lives would typically consist of. As a mom, I think it's been really challenging, actually, because I'm working from home now. I'm kind of shunning the kids off to other parts of the house so that I can take calls and get work done on the computer. And, you know, it's definitely, I feel a little guilty than knowing I'm in the next room, but unavailable. Um, Trying to get them into a routine and keep them entertained and occupied so they're having a good time learning how to use Zoom for classes with my son. (laughs) It's been a huge adjustment and we're just trying to do our part to, you know, practice our wellness in place and keep things together and keep things going. I hear you. Like I have like good minutes, bad minutes, minutes, times of the day where I'm like, okay, you know, it's going to be okay. We're going to get through this. And then like, just at the flip of a switch, I will be like the biggest Debbie Downer. Like, how are we going to survive? I look like crap. I feel like crap. The kids are driving me mental. I feel suffocated. And then I'll just go back to like, la, la, la. I mean, it's the the biggest (laughs) highs and lows, right? It's an emotional roller coaster. Exactly. Exactly. Because I mean, we want to be like, you know, oh, this is great. We get to spend more time as a family and bonding. But then it's also like, okay, enough is enough. Right. <laughs> like I need some space. I'm going to hide in the closet and don't find me. <laughs> All right. So let's go back to simpler days and start at the beginning, how your family began. So tell us all about your family. So I have three children under three. My son will be three in May. His name is Noah. And I have twin girls, Sky and Jordan. 
and they are 17 months now. So um, it's busy. It's loud. Uh, My husband, my husband is a completely (laughs) different (laughs) conversation, but he's in the NBA. His name is Russell Westbrook. He's really amazing. He's also a lot of work, just like my kids. So <laughs> he's your fourth they, child. <laughs> yeah, semi, basically. No, they they keep. But me he's busy. body trained. <laughs> exactly, they keep me busy. They're so fun. Um, Russell's a great partner. Um, we've been together and dating. We started dating at in college at UCLA. So it's been a long journey. So it's becoming a mom, something that you always knew you wanted to do? I think, yes. It was never something that I kind of like dreamt of. I would I would say that it was just a kind of an unspoken thing that I would have kids one day. But, you know, becoming a mom has been one of the greatest joys of my life and I wouldn't change it. I couldn't imagine my life any different. I know, right? Like, I, I of course, like, even in the moments where I think, what have I done to myself? You know, three kids, businesses, you know, it's it's just pure insanity, right? right. <laughs> Especially now. And I'm like, what have I done? But looking back, like you, I never dreamt to be this like stay-at-home mom. I wasn't like, I need to have this huge family. But for me, I decided, you know what? It's time to have a kid because all I'm thinking about is like, when's my next manicure? And it was like such a superficial lifestyle. You know, I was in my early thirties and just working and I was like, all right, you know, there, there has to be more to this life. Don't you miss it? Don't you miss it? Oh my God, Nina. Do you remember like back when we were single and like Sunday, you just lay on the couch and like watch TV? You don't even have to get up. I I miss some of those. I had all the arguments with my mom about her calling me early in the morning. I'm like, please do not call me before 10 o'clock. I'm asleep. (laughs) <laughs> right now right. I call her when I know she's asleep, but it's my payback. I don't care if I got to get up. You got to get up too. So right. let's <laughs> rock and roll woman. Let's go. All right. So you had Noah and then I'm assuming you got the ultimate surprise that you were having the twin girls. So what were your <laughs> first, what were your first thoughts when you found out like shock, joy, terror, tears, I think that I was completely shocked and kind of, it was very shocking. And I I think that a a little concerning Um, at the time I was actually working on opening um, the Little Ark, which is my first business, my boutique in Oklahoma City. And so everybody kind of thought I was crazy. They're like, why are you doing all these things at the same time? And then I found out that I was having twin girls and that brought on the tears. It was <laughs> so many questions, so many. I'm like, who are they going to marry? Are they going to ah! like, what is going to happen with their lives? I'm such a tomboy. I'm a, I'm a boy mom. I can't have two girls. Everybody was so excited. My husband, my mom, they were, and I was like crying, like, why are you so happy? But honestly, it's been amazing. And I definitely am, I can, I'm a girl mom also, which is what I've learned. I do like dusty pink now. Um, oh, I love that. I love all things pink and white, personally. <laughs> right. So um, it's just been so much fun. And, and I got over that really quickly and all of the excitement came. But that initial shock and Woo. concern was intense. I can't imagine. <laughs> all right. So while lots of mom skills are universal... Being a twin mom can require next level management skills. So what are your hashtag mom hacks for navigating twin life? I think that first off, managing expectations. I kind of went into everything with very low expectations. I'm not going to lie. I nursed my son for four months and I was like, okay, this is good. I'm done. And for the girls, I was like, if I can get two weeks out of them, I'm happy. I ended up nursing the twins for six months 
And it just, it, it, it was like, I far exceeded my expectations. And so I think basically with the kids is a schedule, scheduling. I mean, I can't just run, fly by the seat of my pants with three children under three and especially twins. I need them to take naps. I need to be able to get a break. My girls are still taking two naps a day. My son is taking one nap a day. They're sort of starting to transition a little bit. Sometimes they'll take that second nap. Sometimes they don't. But when they are asleep, it is amazing. It's heaven on earth. (laughs) I'm able to give my son, when the girls are sleeping, um, that one-on-one time that he craves and tries to get. Otherwise, all the time, I bet. all the time, and um, also it's it's just a break for me, a break for for me, and a break for Russell. So, doing things while the kids are asleep and sticking to a schedule. I know I'm all about sleep and schedule. Those are my top two tips to get it together. If you do not have awesome sleep, and if your children, like like you said, if they're just like running loose and no one knows what time are we sleeping? What time are we eating? Like what is going on then? Right. We cannot take care of ourselves. And so exactly. Schedule they is go everything. to bed. That bedtime, oh. that bedtime is so important because then you get to have adult time. You right. You count them in. A glass of wine. I get to turn the TV on because we don't really watch TV during the day. I get to watch whatever shows I'm trying to keep up with. Um, And then date night, you know, so it's been, that's been the key thing is a schedule. Home run. So when you brought the twins home, Noah must have been like, who are all these people? Where did these babies come from? So you mentioned making sure while the twins are on their two naps a day that you spend one-on-one time with him. What other tips have you done to make sure he doesn't feel alienated by the girls, which double trouble, right? Exactly. He just really wants to play with them. Um, And he wants his parents' attention. So we like to take him out to do different things on his own. I only really take him to the grocery store when I go to the grocery store. So that's kind of our thing. We haven't been able to do that as of late. But right. um, we, I like to try to take him out. His dad loves to take him out for snacks and, and junk, which I never do. Okay. When we go to the grocery store, we get green juice. When he goes with daddy, they go get ice cream. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> balance, right? <laughs> exactly. I kind of, I take him to Russell's basketball games sometimes and just really take that one-on-one time with him to really make him feel special. And you have the schedule, so you know exactly when you can sprinkle in Noah time and Nina time. And so everyone feels that they are a part of the family and that their needs are being taken care of. So it's all about the schedule. It's all about the schedule, but of course it's never enough. No, no way. It's, it's never enough. But he was, when they first came home, he he was, he didn't quite understand. He was still very young. He was 18 months. Oh, and so young. so he was kind of like, oh, this is cute. These are my babies. These are my babies. He oh. took ownership of them in that way. And then as they got older and he realized how much attention they need, he's kind of like, okay, I'm over it. I, I, need, I need to go be alone from all of you people. All right. So enough about the little mini gremlins. Mm -hmm. How do you keep your sanity with three little kids? Self-care, low, like managing my expectations again, and kind of just keeping up and doing my best to keep up with my own passions. And working helps a lot for me to feel like I'm my own individual and I have you know, there's a little bit of life outside of being this spectacular, I'm sorry, quote unquote mom <laughs> that I'm trying to be and just really taking the time to, to do things that I enjoy. And, and I like to go on trips and hang out with friends. My friends are really important to me. Um, I always feel re-energized and ready to kind of tackle the next, the next best thing when I get to spend that time with my friends and my husband. So just me time, friend time, self-care, like you said, washing my hair is good. And you don't set yourself up to fail. So I always say like parenting is like Groundhog's Day, right? Especially when you are a scheduled family, like, you know, especially now we are in quarantine. It's like 
here we are three meals a day here here we are again you know we have breakfast at 8 a.m lunch at noon dinner at five and i look at my three boys and i think to myself oh my gosh we just did this four and a half hours ago and here we are again and so it's so important like you said to have your own passion so that when you're in it you're in the grind groundhog say that your brain is busy with like oh yeah i just had this great Zoom meeting. I just like, I'm starting something new, a new clothing line at Little Arc. And like, that's turning me on so that when the kid drops the bowl of spaghetti, like splatters and flies everywhere, you're like, all right, that totally sucks. But you know what? I have something really fun to think about in my brain while I'm cleaning up this hot mess, you know? So it's so important to have like your, your passions Mm -hmm. and keep those things that turn you on and not let the, you know, the grinds grind them out of you. So I look exactly. Perfect. So we know that every age and every week can bring new developments for us parents, especially your children are so young. They are into something new. Like you were saying, the twins are sometimes doing the two naps a day. Right now they're right in that prime age to be transitioning to one nap. So what do you find is your biggest parenting challenge right now? I think trying to get the kids to all play nicely all like sibling love and (laughs) harmony right I mean they will they have all the love they we're a very affectionate family we love to snuggle and kiss and hug and it's almost gross to a certain extent no way (laughs) no way slobber filled kisses and all of that good stuff but we also, the kids, they also like to hit and they like to like smack each other over the head with like Spider-Mans or whatever the case may be. They love to wrestle. My son has zero idea how strong he is, or maybe he's starting to realize that he does know how strong he is. He's he's got the upper hand, literally. (laughs) Exactly. And so my poor girls, they're going to be really tough. That's right. Well, look at their mom. Like you said, you, you know, you originally thought you were a boy mom, like super strong, like I'm a tomboy. And so, yeah, these are going to be some tough chicks. Yeah, I think they are. We're starting to see little glimpses of when they're, they will both like attack Noah together. And I'm like, go girl, see Noah, I told you not to do that. Payback, baby. um, (laughs) (laughs) I feel like that's the biggest challenge is all of the hitting and like, you know, fussing. Uh, right. Well, you're like, like Nina, the referee. Like, oh my gosh. Oh right? my, I just said that all I'm doing is refereeing the kids all day I long. Like, I never stop. Like, Noah, please don't do that. Sky, Jordan, put that down. Come back over here. Like literally all day long. All day. I'm <laughs> with you. Just wait. My oldest is 16 and talk about strong dude. I'm like, okay. Like you, first (laughs) off, you're so much stronger than your younger brothers and, but you're also like double the height of them. So you're, there's a lot of square footage here in this wrestle match. So just (laughs) chill out. All right. So I read that you are probably besides sleep training, probably in one of the biggest transitions with Noah right now, which is potty training. So Mm -hmm. what is going on? Any tips for us? It's time. I am extremely pleased to report that Noah's been doing pretty well with his potty training. I read a book. It's a very short book about potty training. It's like a Montessori type method where you set up the bathroom or the relief area. Like the potty station. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> set up the potty. You set up the potty station and very minimal basically and have everything there so they can kind of like do their own, you know, take ownership over their own situation. And that really worked for us. So now we we remind him every now and then, you know, let's go to the bathroom. But it that that really perfect moment of the day comes sometimes where he'll say, Noah has to go potty. And then we're like, oh, yeah, yes, exactly. do it. <laughs> Noah, we're going to the potty. The and we high five for like big poops and like, oh, yeah. like party yeah. down. Let me go tell daddy I would poop and it was a big one. You know? Right. So, Woo. It's worked though. I mean, but seriously, that is like the really, really long, huge, <laughs> big milestone. Let alone, <laughs> not to be 
a little graphic, everybody, but like, it's true. It really takes a long time. And once that's accomplished, especially the nighttime training, which is even longer. That's a whole other bond. And, and we haven't even gotten there yet. No. And you know so. what? I tell my clients, give that a, an entire year. That's how slow and long of a process potty training is. Mm-hmm. And like you said, set yourself up with low expectations <laughs> and then you will be pleasantly surprised and it'll be behind you. And then you'll start with the girls and you'll have right. all this experience behind you. And hopefully the whole, oh, girls train better or quicker than right. boys train rings true for me. I'm hoping so. But if not, that's okay. Cause my expectation is that it'll take equally or longer in terms of the amount of time. Especially <laughs> two girls. And you know what? I always say, look, your kid is not going to go to college in a diaper and a pacifier. Like, mm. let's all calm down. It's all, every, <laughs> they're, they're going to each find their way at their own time before they're 18. So don't freak out. So I imagine, oh, thank you. All right. So I imagine your family schedule is pretty nutso between all of your projects and Russell's basketball commitments. Mm-hmm. So when it comes down to navigating these things, how do you attack it? Like who's, who's doing the baths and bedtime and feeding the meals? Well, normally Russell's so hands-on. He's so helpful. I'm very fortunate. He loves to do those things. So <laughs> he, we split up. The He's work. your partner in crime. No. This yeah. And, and like, it's almost like a treat. It's so funny. Like Noah will say, Oh, I want to do, I want to take a shower. That's the thing. Oh, he well, right. He's a big boy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I want to take a shower with daddy. So then daddy has to go take him to go to the shop. But, but if only if he behaves and it's a That's reward. Right. <laughs> no, but sh- and you know what? Like people might say to you like, well, isn't that bribing him? Like if you're good, you get this. And I say, well, think about it. Do you go to your job because you, it turns you on and you love it? Or do you go to your job because you get paid? So is your job bribing you? Maybe, but it, Again, it speaks to you, right? Money speaks to you. That shower speaks right. to him. So God right. speaks. And, and let's be clear. He's going to have a bath regardless, okay? The shower aspect is the one that appeals to him most. So he, you know, we can definitely, we definitely tend to use that sometimes as a, a little, you know, okay, well, eat your peas and then you get to take a shower then. Uh, so, right. um, <laughs> until, until it doesn't speak to him anymore and he's like well you know i'm still gonna get the shower even if i don't even eat <laughs> so until it until like the, it wears out you go forward like that is an amazing trick i love it right so i mean just to get back to your question i get so off base sometimes yeah we definitely split you know the work we kind of or sometimes we tag team Sometimes I'll just put all of the kids in at the same oh, time. Yeah, and then sure. like there's a there's a washer and then there's a dryer. So we we make sure we get the job done. Um when season's in and Russell and I are both busy, we do have help to help us out, of course. And it's just always busy here. It's we never know who's doing what at what moment, but there's always something going on around this house. I cannot imagine you have a lot of little people that you have to keep alive so so obviously it sounds like you two work as such an incredible team together mm-hmm. and you met in college when you were both basketball players is that right mm-hmm. Yeah, we both played basketball in college. Okay, so has your mutual background in the sport contributed to how you parent together off the court? Probably. I think that... Just naturally without even realizing. Naturally, yeah. Passing the ball. Like, you do this, scratch my back, I scratch yours. Exactly, exactly. I think that um, we're so, like, conditioned to kind of work as a team. We've both been playing, even though we met in college, We've been playing. I had actually, I met Russell when I was in high school, but that's a whole other thing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that was a so lot of years. <laughs> yeah, it's been a lot of years. So we naturally, we've learned to like work as a team and work, you know, towards completing some kind of goal or specific task. And so I think that's what makes us great partners. And we do, you know, when he's able to hang out with the kids and, do bath time or do dinner time or lunch time that allows me to be able to do what I need to do, take a meeting or 
finish up some work or some emails or whatever the case may be. And then vice versa, we kind of switch off that way and then just like divvy up all of the work where we're, we equally take care of the household duties and the kids. And we're, I, I wouldn't have it any other way. And no kidding. I mean, that's what allows <laughs> you to have this like really full life of your own because you couldn't be doing it all by yourself. It's impossible. Right. And, right. and you want to do it well. Like, like you said, you want to be that super mom. You want to be an entrepreneur. You want to have Nina time. You want to have girlfriend time. And the only way to do it is to be a team. And right. you scratch my back, I scratch yours. And there's plenty of things I'm sure he likes to peel out and do on his own. And he couldn't do it without you having his back. So Right. And I think we both, we both kind of have a sense of relief when <clears throat> the kids are with the other person. We don't feel, it's not, there isn't as much guilt, that mom guilt or that dad guilt. I don't know if dad guilt is a thing, but I think Russell definitely has dad guilt. And so, probably does one, especially when he's away for several days on ends and he's like, he's over there on dad Island, like has you know, no real idea what the heck is going on at home. So um, I think dad guilt should be a thing. Right. All right. So the next question is from my middle son. His name is gray and he is Mm -hmm. 12. He's in sixth grade. He (laughs) is the hugest Russell fan. And when I was prepping for our interview, I had asked him, I'm like, I don't know anything about sports. Like I'm sports free. I love to work out but not as a team. Like I just like to be with myself. And so I I don't know anything about sports. So I asked Gray, I'm like, all right, what do I want to ask about this? So he texted me, he thought about it. And like two days later, he texted me, even though we were in quarantine in the four walls together, he texted me from another floor from the Xbox room. And he said, ask Nina if Russell is as loud at home as he is on the court. I think that's an amazing question. I think it's a question that so many people, I think, have when it, as it relates to Russell, because on the court, he's this like larger than life personality. He's extremely intense. He's also very loud. Right. And so, right. That's what Gray knows is just the court life, court Russell. Exactly. I would say... Russell, it's like, um, he's the complete opposite when he's not on the court. <laughs> I, I don't think that that, that would be a healthy situation for <laughs> any like, of us. Oh my God, just stop talking. You're so loud. <laughs> it, would, it, would, it would be, it wouldn't be good. It wouldn't be good. My kids would be like walking around here completely frightened all the time. <laughs> well, then they would start yelling too, to like, you know, compete with him. And you'd be like, I'm, I'm out of here, people. You're all insane. <laughs> It's so funny because like literally Russell off the court is extremely quiet. He's extremely shy and to himself, non-confrontational and private, which is the opposite completely, which is most people don't know that about him. So that was an amazing question. All right. Thanks, Greg. All right. So I totally could feel the love that you and Russell have for each other and it looks like you really do like like each other when you know i was looking at your photos so you're either awesome fakers which that's okay or you or you are truly keeping the spark alive so what do you feel are the secrets to your healthy happy sparky relationship i mean i think just like any relationship i mean we have our ups and downs there's I think that the love that we have and the respect that we have for each other kind of is unwavering. Mm-hmm. Yes, I get on his nerves all the time. Especially now. Oh my God. Right. And he yeah. definitely gets on my nerves all of the time. <laughs> but that doesn't change our love for each other and our respect for each other. And I feel like, I mean, keeping the spark, we always try to make a point, even with all of our busy times, it helps that we have similar interests (laughs) and we both kind of, we just want to like live like this normal life amongst all of the chaos. Our favorite thing to do is go to the movies and sweatpants and catch some new releases. I don't know. It's just... It turns out you are just like us, right? (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, it's a very normal, like, kind of 
relationship, relationship, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. We definitely have an intense connection. And I think that it just makes life so much easier. And there's so little stress because we do understand each other. So I think that's what kind of comes through to a lot of people. And we're just kind of like, well, we're just, you know, being. We're just us. um, Right. We're just being us. Yeah. Well, so it turns out you're not faking it. So, okay. All right. So... (laughs) All right, so let's. I, put, but it's okay. that, I understand why you have to ask because I know there's a lot of that that goes around. But oh, for no. sure. I mean, come on, <laughs> especially now we're all just like trying to get through, get through the ice, you know, self isolation with all our family members, and it's a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot. So, yeah. right, like, you know what? But but we will get through this, and we all are going to become more bonded and connected because we are experiencing. Only your family, each family is having their own experience during coronavirus. Mm-hmm. And we will all have our own family members to look back and be like, hey, remember all these like ridiculous things that we said to each other and thought about each other? <laughs> exactly. And we'll exactly. see each other on the other side. Stronger. 10 years from now, we'll just be laughing about these, all of these moments. But I know, I think you're right. It's going to take 10 years to be laughing <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's put your love to the test and play a quick round of who or what do you love okay. more? Okay. okay. Who or what do you love more, Russell or basketball? <laughs> I definitely am going to go with Russell on that one. Okay, okay, Russell. All right, so for now, we'll go with Russell. <laughs> your kids or basketball? I'm going to go with the kids again. Okay, I think okay. that's the proper thing to right, say. Right, right. And there may be times when you're like, okay. <laughs> Not right now. It's basketball, but I will love you again in a few minutes when you stop whining and crying at me. But, okay. So kids. All right. How about clothes or shoes? I like shoes. I think. Me too. I love shoes. A little bit more than clothes. And high heels or high tops? High tops for sure. Oh, no question. Okay. All right. Shoes or purses? Purses. Ah, me too. All right. Yep. I'm with you. I'm like a bag, shoe, coat kind of chick. I know. We're yeah. feeling each other. Totally. <laughs> All right, last one. Makeup or hair? Hair. Definitely. I'm like, you know what? I agree. You don't have to do your makeup, but if you have like awesome hair, everything yeah. else does not matter. You can be in a it, robe and looking like homeless. Like, doesn't matter. Right. We spend all of this time on our little, our face routines are like, you know, like, let's just let it roll. Let's let it rock and, and work for us. <laughs> No, totally. A hundred percent. That is, I'm like, if I have like clean hair like twice a week, I'm like, okay, I can go, I can go, I feel good about that. On top of the world, on top of the world. Right. And I'm like, okay, that's all I have for you worlds. This is me. (laughs) All right. So you two obviously have an amazing relationship, but like every family in America right now, you're having to find your new normal during the Corona vacation. So Mm -hmm. what have you learned about everyone during this wild and unpredictable time? Learned about everyone, like in, in my house or in the world? Go, go, let's, well, well, that's a whole other situation. Let's stick with (laughs) your family members in your house. (laughs) Okay. I just learned that like the kids don't really care what's going on. I mean, they, they have no idea that any of this is happening. I think what I've learned most about both Russell and I is that we just have this amazing ability to just go with it and make whatever it is work. And I think that's really healthy for relationships in general is just being adaptable and being willing to go with changing circumstances because I mean, our lives are changing all of the time. But I think that Russell and I had a conversation a, a couple of days ago about, you know, people crawling out of their skin and kind of wanting to get out. And there's so many, and it's like this intense, like want to be outside. And Russell's like, I'm just so happy to be here because I'm always gone. Like this to me is like the best place that I could be is with my kids and in my house with you. And I don't really like, I, I feel like this. I'm coming out of this <laughs> a better person and on the other side, not having really suffered or felt like I was suffering by having to 
be inside. And I thought that that was great. That's amazing. Um, and it's like, be here now. We are, we are here. Yeah. This is all we can do. We can only be here. So let's be here now and just accept it and let's roll. Let's make the, we've been spring cleaning early. (laughs) We've been reorganizing, getting into like different things that we love. Russell and I have been studying a lot of art lately because we've been very passionate about um, art together. He's very creative. So I think we've just been using this time to stay productive and kind of like do things that we would never set aside time for in our usually super busy schedules um, to do and just keeping a positive attitude about things. Don't get me wrong. There's a lot of frustration and, you know, going on, but it's, it's, I think the good outweighs the bad. And I hope we're all able to keep this slower pace, even if it's like a 10% slower pace, like America could use this chill session. So it's going to be interesting, you know, like you said on the other side, like how Americans react when the prison restraints come off of us and we can exactly roam the earth freely. All right. right. Yeah. I can imagine that being a marriage and family therapist is a giant advantage when being holed up with your nearest and dearest. Mm -hmm. So what are your top tips for moms who are struggling to keep it together right now? Top tips. Just try to make it fun. Make the best of it. You're probably going to need to give everybody a little bit more slack and even cut yourself a little bit more slack during this time. This is not what we're accustomed to. Everybody's lives are completely different than what they were a few weeks ago or a month ago, depending on where you are in the world. Take time for yourself, even if it's 15 minutes, to go like sit in the bathtub or hide in a, a tiny closet or like I am right your now. Nails. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Just take time for yourself so that you can be the best version of yourself for everyone else. Um, and enjoy this time, enjoy this time, use this time to be productive and to start that new hobby or that new job or that new business or I know, whatever keep moving forward. Works. Yeah. Use this, figure out how you can grow. I know I'm finding that people are either in two camps. They're completely paralyzed by what's mm-hmm. happening or they're going to continue to grow. And I'm seeing there is nothing in between. It's either life is over as we know it, or yeah, we're going to move on and business as usual. And we're just going to keep doing what we can. It's not what we're used to, but we're not going to give up. And all of that is basically just, it's just a mindset. It's like a choice. Yes. You can choose, you you have to choose which route you want to take because you're right. It's, it does seem very black and white and less gray in between. So you, 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 you got to choose that, that positive, that moving forward, productive um, mindset. I agree. And these tips, I hope you guys found these tips that I love what you just said. They're so helpful. Thank you. Now it's perfect. Um, and I need these reminders. Like we all need our personal cheerleaders to remind us to not curl up in a ball and, and cry and to just keep moving forward for ourselves yeah. and our families. All right. So as if you guys aren't doing enough, um, you also have a foundation called Why Not, which mm-hmm. focuses on youth literacy and helping kids dealing with hardship. Mm-hmm. All right. So tell us more about Why Not. Well, the Why Not Foundation is definitely there to support. We're working on supporting new initiatives and adding in a mental wellness and mental health awareness division of the foundation. Right now, Russell and everybody have been extremely focused on opening reading rooms to improve child literacy in underserved communities. And I think that we've all realized that, especially with the current climate, that the mental health aspects and umbrella would be perfect for this time to help kind of kids who are coping and dealing with all of the changes and just the daily changes and how this is going to all impact our lives moving forward. So 
we're still using this time to be productive and, and figure out exactly what the need is and what we're passionate about and combine it and hopefully be able to have a positive impact on some more people and some more young people's lives. Oh, such important work. And thank you for all of this and everything you guys are doing. And like you said, you're not just sitting around, you're using your platform to help our youth and you have a voice, you have a personality and you have your, (laughs) no, but you, you know, you have your background and you guys are joining forces and Mm -hmm. making a difference. And that Mm -hmm. is that is great. Thank you. Yeah, I love it. All right. So there's a lot of projects going on, but while living in Oklahoma, you opened up a children's boutique called Little Ark, which we mm-hmm. talked upon. I love the name. All right. What's going on at Little Ark right now? Little Ark is closed right now. Well, um, okay. What will happen <laughs> when we see the sun again and we can go outside? <laughs> Um, well, the Little Arc is a boutique. It's a concept because when I was in Oklahoma, I was working, practicing as a marriage and family therapist in different settings in Oklahoma. And because of certain circumstances and my husband being a NBA superstar, I decided it was a great time to kind of figure out how to, where I could refocus my energy and do something to still have a positive impact on the community. So the Little Arc is a boutique where I kind of handpick all of the items in this in the boutique. We sell, you know, kids clothing, gifts for everyone, furniture, cribs, and everything's online. You can shop online, thelittleartshop.com. And I also have a component where we offer classes in the community. We partner with local hospitals and offer breastfeeding classes. We host their milk bar. We do CPR certifications and we host, you know, pop-ups for local vendors in Oklahoma to come and sell their products. So it's kind of like a community space that that's, that was the idea is just to make a community space for the people of Oklahoma and kind of fill the need for places you could take your children to do classes. We have dance classes and music classes and parties and different things like that. So that's where there's a lot happening there. We, we need it's to all going right. down. At uh, the little it, there is. And I'm glad that your website is open and mm-hmm. I know the whole community is probably so excited to see you guys open up again and hopefully, hopefully sooner than later. Exactly. Corona, (laughs) hit the road, buddy. All right. So you obviously love fashion. You know, I used to be a retail buyer myself and it's like super fun to, you know, look at the line sheets and choose pricing and the markup. And so it's fun and dangerous. Fun and Oh my gosh. Seriously. When I would work (laughs) in the stores and get my big discount, it was like ridiculous. Um, all right. So you love fashion. You're Mm -hmm. incredibly stylish. And I want to ask you, so if you, you are a tall girl, Mm-hmm. And when you were growing up, were you self-conscious about your height? And if so, or if not, like, what is your advice to moms with young girls who do have tall young girls and they feel kind of like not right in their skin? And how does a mom boost their child's confidence and make their height a positive attribute? Okay. So, I mean, I think that growing up, I was always tall. Um, It wasn't until I got to college where I realized I wasn't the only tall woman or tall girl. And there were lots of women that were much taller than I was, and that was okay. And I also got more of a positive feeling about being tall. I think that I read somewhere that taller people make a certain amount more per year in Fine. So you're like the money, the money spoke to you. You're like, all right, I'm tall. I'm going to be, have some money. There we go. It doesn't matter. Whatever clicks in a person's brain that makes them feel like secure and like smart and sexy and confident, like doesn't matter. You know, that shower turns Noah on money turns Nina on. Like who cares? There, I, I, I don't know. I just think that like, Growing up, it can be for young girls a little bit weird feeling different, just like any right. anybody who has anything about them that might make them feel different. I think that being tall, but but 
being, I think that being tall is in that same realm. There's so many different things that kids don't feel confident about in themselves growing up. And we don't learn to like really love and accept until we mature and grow and get older and realize that it's normal. So I think that as a parent, the best thing that you could do is just encourage your children to be confident in who they are and okay with you know, confident and, and and feel good in their own skin. I would say there are probably lots of tall girls or tall tall women in sports. If you want them to be around other tall girls, put them on a basketball team or something. I don't know. I think that it's just something that you they just kind of you go you grow through. They go through. They grow through. If it's not that they're tall, it's going to be because. They want their hair to be longer or, or they, they don't have but, big boobs or they have small yeah, boobs or a butt or no butt. Right. right. It's always There's something. It's going to be something. So I would say you treat it just as such and, and just instill in them that they're amazing no matter their height and, you know, that they should uh, accept it, love it. And, and they'll grow to, they'll grow to love it. All right. Well, guys hear that that's really great advice and, and they my are tall more friend. likely to make more money when they get when they become <laughs> because when you're tall you can reach more money from the money tree so the sky there we is have the it. limit yeah. <laughs> exactly <laughs> all right so we can't forget about the magical power of shoes to boost our confidence mm-hmm. and you have a partnership with keds whom i love i'm a huge keds fan i take extreme pride in my keds keeping them sparkly white because I have severe OCD and I'm a crazy <laughs> clean person. So tell me about tell me about your partnership with Keds and what's your favorite style? Honestly, I feel like all of the anything of their classic shoes is that's my jam. But my partnership with Keds came about because they were putting together this amazing women's handbook where they were highlighting different women from different backgrounds who are all amazing because we're all amazing in our own right, right? And so they were they had this idea to come up with this handbook called the Women's Handbook and I'm featured in the power issue. And so in the handbook or my story is pertains to what I feel is powerful or what makes me powerful and I felt like I the what I chose was love. I said love is power. Because, you know, love gives you grace to be who you are, to make mistakes, and it's still going to be there anyways. Um, So that's kind of how that came about. I had so much fun being featured with so many incredible women, and I was really grateful to be a part of it. All right. So a little birdie called the internet tells me you have another new project to share with us. So you're introducing a brand new brand called Mini Brook. What is going on with Mini Brook? Mini Brook is a kid's clothing line that I'm starting, which I'm really excited about. It's going to be kind of a natural, you know, clothing line, lots of organic fabrics that we dye and mill in Los Angeles. And it's, we're going to go up to size five, six right now, but it's just like cool, easy, transitional, like from day to night, you, your kids are going to look, you know, together and cute or whatever the case, whatever the occasion is passed down to siblings or pass on to friends or whatever the case may be high quality kids clothing. We, like I said, we're, I, like I mentioned, we're going to be made in LA. Everything's made here in LA. So unfortunately for me, what it. that also well, right. means is that nothing is being made right now. <laughs> it's a little delayed, a little delayed. That's, you know, for obvious reasons, but not you your fault. What? It's not my fault, but we'll take it. I'll take it because I think that making my, cl- being, living in LA and being from here and being able to Give to the community. Yeah. And like give jobs and revenue is like to think that you are contributing financially, you yourself, your brand, your business in your community is mind blowing, right? Right. And so 
it's, it's, it's all good. You know, we're bearing with it. We're every, there's so many people and so many businesses that are going through the very same things and kind of dealing with and working through all the hiccups, but I'm so excited about mini Brook and I cannot wait for everybody to see it. It's well, I would love to be a part of it. Like, let me know how, you know, the get mom community can support for me. It's, I'm not trying to like mass produce and do this whole situation. I, I care so much about the quality, knowing where my fabrics are going, coming from, how they're being developed and what I'm putting out there. I'm, I'm just way more health conscious and eco-friendly and want to make sure that everything is done right, no matter, um, what it is. So I, there, I, I, there, mini brook would be no different. Well, thank you so much for sharing this peek into your world today. You know, when I was preparing for this interview, again, like I am sports free. I did, I had not even heard of your husband <laughs> and like literally, you know, maybe, you know, your, your audience is probably like, all right, Erin, you know, you're probably living underneath the rock. And so, yeah, I, I live underneath the rock because I don't follow anyone in sports. Uh-huh. Um, and so when I was researching you, I just like, I really could just feel your warmth coming through all of your pictures. And that's why I asked that question about your marriage. Like, is this spark? Like, are you guys faking it? Cause like, but truly getting to know you, like you are so just like chill and you're just like us and you're genuine. And you're like, if you guys could see Nina, she's, you know, it's, it's early in LA right now because we are on opposite coasts and we, and she's just like, you don't want to see out. me right now. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, you're, no, you're the cutest. Thank so I you. can't wait to see. Oh no. Thank you. I can't wait to see what you're doing next. Thank you for inspiring me and all the get moms out there. So tell us where we can find you online so that we can follow along on all the Westbrook family adventures. Okay. Well, you can follow me right now on Instagram. And from Instagram, I have links and all of my stories and different things that, and all the information that you need, you can get from Instagram at Nina Westbrook. All right. Well, thank you. Thank you for joining Nina and me today. I hope we inspired you to put the me in mommy. Like Nina said, you can find her on Instagram at Nina Westbrook. And be sure to follow me on Instagram at GetMom and check out my website, GetMom.com to learn more about how to get it together. For now, this is Erin, your biggest cheerleader, here to help you get it together, moms. And this podcast was recorded by Hanger Studios. <laughs>